Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome and take a shot with Mem Joy Emma. I'm your girl, your host, Mem Joy Emma. As always, thank you for tuning in. Happy Monday. I hope this is a glorious Monday for you. I know over here it's been raining like crazy, but you know what? It's still been a good day. I still enjoyed this day and I hope that you're enjoying this day too. I hope as you're tuning in that you have enjoyed your day so far. Even if you're listening to this in the morning or at night, I hope that you're still enjoying your day, um, that you are taking a shot in this day, that you're learning, you're growing. And if not, if you've had a little bit of a funky day, I'm sending you all the love, all the light and all the peace your way today. On today's episode, I'm so excited about today's episode. I'm so, so excited. You guys, I have my first ever interview for you guys today. And I, oh my gosh, okay. So I interviewed a young lady by the name of Christina Canoe. This young lady, I've known about her. You know how you know about somebody? Like, you you know, you hear their name in the streets or whatever, but you don't really, like, know them, know them. But, like, you know, you see their journey and you like, you know, I wonder, I wonder how she does this. I wonder how she does that. And then you find yourself admiring them, admiring their journey, admiring all the things that they get to do. And you just wonder, you know, if I ever get a chance to talk to this person, I would ask them this, 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 and this. Well, like, I got the chance to do that over the weekend. I got a chance to interview somebody that is young, yes, is, you know, our age, but has definitely, is my age, I mean, but has definitely accomplished so much more and is definitely uh, somebody, a passionate person takes a shot even before anyone else in in my sphere in my world even thought about taking a shot this young lady decided I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take a shot and I'm going to go for my dreams I'm not waiting for anybody and I'm going to be unapologetic about it and you will deal and so I wanted to know where where did you where did she get such a fiery um, passion from where did she get um, such an intentionality from such a focus from so we talk all that we talk her journey we talk black women at work we talk intimidation as you are in your 20s walking in your 20s and deciding you know I'm going to take a shot and then people you know coming at you and and saying how dare you do this how dare you do that we discuss all of that we just discuss the length and the breadth of her journey um and her inspirations and then the obstacles that she's facing um today and how she's overcoming all of that so you really if you are taking a shot right now um I invite you to just sit down for this one and listen get out your pen get out your paper listen because I guarantee you by the end of this episode you will feel so inspired to go after your dreams you you'll feel so so inspired that you at I really believe that at the end of this you'll say you know what if she can do it I can do it too and so again Pick your feet up, relax, and listen to this interview with Christina Canoe. So you seem to harness such a great confidence, uh, passion. I mean, from... 
I, of course, we, we know about each other. We went to school together. We went to ODU mm-hmm. together. Um, but we, we haven't really hung out in the same circles. But I definitely, definitely have heard about you. You're somebody <laughs> you hear about. You are unforgettable. And whether you know it or not, I mean, people that you don't even know or aren't aware of, you know, talk about you. Personal friends of mine have you've looked up to you and said, how is she doing it? You know, so you have really been... A, such a strong force, you know, ever since I've known about you um, and from even back to high school days to, you know, your college days and even now. So I'm really, really curious. I mean, I, I'm looking at your resume right now. Um, you and um, ODU, you are Magna Cum Laude, president of uh, your sorority, uh, Sigma Gamma <laughs> And then president of the National Panhellenic Council, which I, you know, I had to look up on that because I wasn't sure. I'm not really in that world, but <laughs> I mean, the NAACP Licensing Achievement Award, um, receiving um, recognition on Twitter uh, as a leadership consultant. I mean, it just keeps going and going. And now you add to your resume, you're, go- you're in grad school, you're working, I believe you're working on your thesis, um, you are founder and CEO of your own consulting company, and now a mother. I mean, what can't you do? Where do you get this from? Like, like where do you get this confidence, this drive, this force? I mean, you're so young. Where, where do you get this from? Wow. <laughs> well, thank you for um, for all of that. It's, it's actually, um, I don't know. My, my life has just been very, you know, interesting. And when sometimes when I kind of sit back and think of all of the things that I've accomplished um, so far in 26 years and counting of life, I'm like, wow, like, you know, who am I? This is really crazy. Um, But I think it all stems from, you know, being younger. And when I was um, younger, you know, I was always, you know, my parents will always say that I was a very driven child. Um, I always, you know, wanted to try new things, meet new people. I was always very passionate. I loved helping people. And um, then, you know, similar to many other um, people, I was bullied a lot in elementary school. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So by being bullied a lot in elementary school and even, you know, a little bit in middle school and high school, I was able to um, counteract that. Instead of allowing for the words and actions of other people to keep me down, I used that as motivation to do everything that I wanted to do. And wow. to- Develop this um, unapologeticness where it was, I'm going to be unstoppable and whatever I put my mind to, I'm going to do it. So um, that's really where it stems from. And I, I've had also amazing supportive parents who um, they didn't create limitations for me. So especially coming from an African household, my mom is from Ghana, my dad is from Sierra Leone. Um, in those situations, parents almost want to define their children's life and their children's destiny, but that was the complete opposite for me. My parents mm. supported me with everything that I wanted to do. So whatever it was, Christina, you go for it. You can do it. You have our wow. support. Um, and then I think over years, to be honest, um, one of the key moments, turning points in my life was when I was getting ready to graduate from high school. And one of the principals, he pulled me aside, you know, right before graduation. And mm-hmm. he said, Christina, um, I don't think you get it, but, you know, you have really set 
a huge foundation for a lot of black girls who are younger than you. Um, Absolutely. They look up to you and they watch mm-hmm. the things that you're doing. So don't stop. So mm. you know, to, you, to be 18 years old and have someone tell you that, I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Um, and even, you know, going to college, I just a lot of people paid attention to the things that I was doing and they were encouraged by the things that I was doing. So that's really my motivation um, is being able to encourage other people to live lives that are unapologetic, to do whatever it is that they want to do and not allow for um, the expectations of society or for the expectations of other people to hold them back. So it's been, you know, a crazy journey, but I really just, um, even, you know, there's a lot of bad that people don't necessarily know about, but I don't, um, I was telling one of my best friends the other day on the phone that mm-hmm. in life, you can't necessarily have regrets about things. You mm-hmm. really have to treat everything like it's a part of your journey. It's a part of your learning lessons. Um, that's how you become a better person. So I'm just, Absolutely. I'm humbled to God that I've even been able to have the platform to do all of these things that I do. And, you know, I owe every single day of my life to him um, for even just being able to give me the strength to go on and to continue to just do so many wonderful things. That's that's awesome. You said a lot there. You said a lot of stuff that I could just <laughs> sit and pull apart. I feel like I need to be taking some notes while I'm talking to you. <laughs> um, but one thing that you said that I, I definitely highlighted was at 18 years old, you were told, don't stop, because a lot of African-American women specifically are looking up to you, so mm-hmm. keep going. So I'm immediately reminded about, you know, what happened, the hashtag Black women um, at work, yes. where, um, and you know, you know, I know you know about this, this spurred on by Bill O'Reilly's comment about, you know, um, Maxine Waters, the wig, and all of that stuff. And um, to be perfectly honest, Going into the workforce uh, myself, I was a little bit naive. Um, I didn't know uh, the obstacles um, and the microaggression and the racism that we would have to face, you know, as Black women, you know, and needing realize, needing to know our strengths, needing to know uh, who we, I didn't know any of that. I didn't, I literally went in the blind and had to. Uh, as you say, stand on my face is what I, and days where literally I've come back home and literally been like, being felt like I've been beaten by people wow. who tried to intimidate me. And then there are days where I've, you know, gone forth and, and you know, looked intimidation in the face and, and kind of, you know, said like, Maxine Waters, I cannot be intimidated. I will not be intimidated. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? Especially at 26. I mean, for a lot of millennials, um, that's something that, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if this is a conversation that, you know, young black women have, but it's definitely one that I feel needs to be had where, you know, if you're going in the workforce, you are going to face people, you know, looking at you, whether from older, younger, whatever age, whatever color, telling you, you can't do this, or the audacity of you to build your business at this age, the audacity of you to be in, in an authoritative uh, position at such a young age. How do you deal with people that look at you and say, who are you? How dare you? How do you respond to that? 
Well, it's a very interesting, um, I remember, you know, the other, I think the other week when I came home and, you know, I absolutely, I love Twitter. So, um, you know, I was relaxing and I saw um, the black woman at work hashtag. So I immediately, I engaged in it. And it's interesting because I've worked um, in a lot of different sectors. So my first job, I worked, you know, at the grocery store as a bagger. And then I've been a babysitter. I've been a dog sitter. Um, my first like real, real job was working um, in the government for um, as an intern. So I did that for three years. And um, the government is a very interesting place, um, full mm-hmm. of very interesting people. And I think that black women at work, that hashtag specifically fits there because, um, and I'm happy I was exposed to that really early on because um, there was a lot of black women who they took me under their wings and they mm-hmm. corrected me with a lot of the mistakes that I was making that would have cost me a lot as I got older. It's one mm-hmm. thing when you're younger, you're 18, 19, 20 years old, um, you know, still in college, and you don't necessarily understand the importance of business attire means not throwing on a dress from Forever 21 and putting a blazer on it. It's one thing mm-hmm. if you're doing that at that age versus mm-hmm. when you get older. Um, so even things such as, you know, how you answer the phone, how you engage with people in the workplace, they really, you know, fine tune me like Christina, not everyone, um, is your best friend, even when you're having lunch, that doesn't mean you put all of your business out there on the street um, mm-hmm. with the people in the workplace and understanding the concept that not everyone is your friend, um, especially those people who don't particularly look like us. Um, mm-hmm. There's a very interesting, um, and it's not like this all the time, because some of my closest relationships I've in the workplace have been with white women. But um, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a very interesting dynamic between black and white women where yeah. you know, we can laugh and we can smile and we can talk about recipes and we can talk about our kids. But mm-hmm. in closed doors, when you're not present, these people, they're not praising you the way in which you think that they might. Like, you're not, that's not mm-hmm. always your homegirl. Um mm-hmm. I've, you know, dealt with so many different things, such as, you know, oh, your hair looks like this today. Why does it mm-hmm. look like that, you know, the next yep. day? Or, yep. um, you know, oh, you know, I have a very distinct walk. So that was one of the place things that anywhere I've worked at has kind of not necessarily gotten me in trouble, but it's been a distraction for some people because, you know, I'm a little curvy. And mm-hmm. so... Um, for older women, it's kind of sometimes like, oh, you know, who does she think she is walking around like that? Right. Um, and even with men, that can kind of get a little tricky because it's like, you know, oh, wow, you know, who is that? Let me, you know, try and shoot my shot. All of these different things. And I remember um, one of the defining moments was um, my work mom, she was telling me that she was walking somewhere and she had seen me from afar and there was another, you know, even a black woman who looked at me and said, you know, who does this little girl think she is? You know, I'm so mm-hmm. sick and tired of her. And my work mom said, this is a child that you're talking about. She's only 19 years old and mm-hmm. um, she doesn't make as much as you. She's not trying to get your role. I think the key thing is sometimes um, because the thing that we weren't really talking about, we were skirting around it with, with the black women at work hashtag is Sometimes we as black women, older black women to younger black women, we're so nasty towards each other and as opposed to, um, and we didn't want to, people didn't really want to say it because we only right. to um, attack other people. But you right. know, as um, an African-American studies scholar, you have to call things as spades. Yep. And I think it's important that um, 
I, I had an intern this summer, and one of the things I said to her in her closeout meeting is I said, Aaliyah, I wanted to make you better, and I wanted to make sure that you could get whatever job it is that you wanted to get once you, you know, you left under, you know, being my intern. But I told mm-hmm. her, I said, not every single supervisor that you have is going to be like me because not all the time are mm-hmm. black women as supportive of younger mm-hmm. black women as they need to be. So always mm-hmm. be mindful of that because so many just catty and petty things happen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think um, it's just important as black women to understand that um, the key to, especially if you're working in a place where there's not a whole lot of people who look like you, you mm-hmm. have to understand, is this a work environment that I can be comfortable in? Number yeah. one. Number two, um, sometimes you have to, you know, play the cards. So coming in, you know, with a hot red dress, the day one of work, that might not necessarily work. Really mm-hmm. show them your work. Show mm-hmm. them Show them all those things. You have to play the game. And then eventually you can be whoever it is that you want to be after you get the job, after those checks start coming in, after your leave starts adding up. You can Mm -hmm. do all of those different things. Or, um, you know, if you want to be a little bit radical of it, you don't have to work in spaces where there aren't people who don't look like you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, um, I've gotten into a lot of conversations with people where they're like, oh, you know, Christina, you're very vocal about your opinions on social media. You know, how is that going to look if, you know, a white corporation wants to hire you or you might have a client that might not necessarily be black? And I said, well, I'm not going to lie and cheat who I am, especially, you know, I have dress. Absolutely, yeah. So that's a whole different thing, you know, in the workplace because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have time to go get my hair retwisted every single two days. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's just so important for us to stay true to who we are, yet understand there's going to be times where you have to play the system. And as well as when there are younger people who look like you, be sure to mentor them and to teach them the system. That way they can be successful just like you. Yeah, that that definitely is one of my passions because, again, like I said, when I was going in, I didn't know. So it felt like I was facing intimidation from every side. And I love that you highlighted, you know, yes, we do um, face those slight uh, aggressive comments, those slight racist comments um, from white women. Yes, we do face that from white men. Yes, we do face that. But what saddened me the most was... Um, the fact that I would see other races come together, whether it be Spanish, Asian, they uh-huh. have each other's backs. But in the workforce, you know, with, you know, black women, black men, it was like, you know, there was that, it was very rare for us to come together. And I you know that really saddened my heart. So that's something that I love that you're doing. I love that you're pouring back into your community. I love that you're pouring back into your sister. I love that you're your sister's keeper. I really, 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 really love that. Now, um, I know you're in grad school. I, I follow you on social media. Slightly stalk, but you know that's okay. I think we all are slightly stalk one another. Um, but um, I'm following you, and one thing I know is you're working. I believe you're working on your thesis right now. First of all, how is that going? Because I know that process, and I I can literally sit here and tell you the story, the tears. So how is that going? First of all, um, it is. Well, graduate school, because I'm at Clark Atlanta getting my um, master's in African-American studies. And um, graduate school is truly one of the, it was the hardest thing I was going through until I got pregnant. Now, that is the hardest thing um, that I've ever experienced in life. But um, I absolutely love it. I love my program. I love 
um, the, you know, the people who I'm studying underneath, um, such as, you know, Dr. Daniel Black. I love my peers in graduate school. Um, but the thesis journey, it, it's one of those things where people can tell you about it and you can read books on how to write a perfect thesis, but no one will really ever understand um, your journey with it. So yeah. it's, it's almost like being in a relationship with someone. So, you know, it has its really bright days. It has its kind of mm-hmm. gloomy days. It has its days where you just don't even want to write. You don't want to read. You don't want to do anything with it. So it's a complicated um, process, but I love it. And um, I'm scheduled to be completely done with all of the paperwork with it, with thesis defense and everything to be able to have my degree by the end of the year. So I'm really excited. Oh, man. Congratulations. That is awesome. So one thing I hear is that the theme that I keep hearing um, throughout your journey is this love for the African-American history, African-American culture, um, being our, you know, your sister's keeper, loving and uplifting your brother. Where, you know, where did this come from? Why, you know, why do you um, embrace Black people? I mean, in an Instagram post for Black History Month, you wrote, buy Black, embrace Black, um, love on Black children, visit Black, black cultural mm-hmm. places, read Black books. Why is that so important to you um, for us to uh, really embrace one another why why pursue this as as a degree why pursue this you know in your life as a career what what is the driving force of this well I think um I don't want to necessarily say that I just kind of fell into it because um you know as a, a little girl um and you know I mentioned earlier when we were talking that you know my mom's from Ghana my dad's from Sierra Leone mm-hmm. so um you know that in itself the way in which I was raised very very different um from some mm-hmm. of my friends who you know their parents were born and raised here um but over time I started to, I remember in fourth grade when we were learning about history and we were learning about slavery, I remember um, this white, oh, well, Christina, you're going to be my slave. And I said, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and I, that was, you know, one of those, everyone has those moments where, I mean, I knew I was black before then, but those moments where you really, like, they just kind of stand in your side. And I remember, you know, um, like I mentioned before, you know, being like teased and made fun of and all of those different things. So I was able to really identify that there's differences um, Mm -hmm. in this country in Mm -hmm. terms of how we view black people. Um, And that sometimes there's this love for black people that, you know, America just does not have until it's convenient for America. Um, So especially I think when I got to college, um, being able to be in a space where, you know, such as ODU, where there are, um, you know, the black community at ODU is just so strong um, and, you know, very, very close knit. Even if you don't know everybody, you still kind of know who people are. Right. um, One of the things that I saw um, early on is that, you know, we really we there were so many wonderful leaders when I got to ODU, but they kind of graduated out. And um some kind of way, you know, you know, Miss Lisa Clark, my mentor and my mother, she was just like, you know, I see something in you. And she saw that my freshman mm-hmm. year and um, my freshman year, I was very, very low key. I'm um, just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to hang out, be a freshman, do what freshmen do, party, that mm-hmm. whole thing. But she said, I see something in you, and I think that you have the potential to really help other people. So I'm going to make sure that I guide and I mold you. So through wow. that um, is where I really 
saw myself as being able to have a voice and having to have an unapologetic voice when it came to black people. So it didn't matter who I was in a meeting with, whether it was the president of the university, the vice president, the provost, the what, whoever, my stance was always going to be what is in the best interest of the black students at this university, because I don't feel as if people are always putting our best interest up front. And I got a lot of backlash for it. Um, And people Mm -hmm. always knew if there was ever a black issue that happened that within Mm -hmm five to 10 minutes of me finding out about it, someone was getting a phone call for it. Um, Mm. And then I think it really also came down to just loving and being, being able to empower other black people, whether they were my peers or they were younger than me or they were older than me to really be able to embrace who they are, to embrace, you know, um, that, you know, we're, sometimes we're a little bit curvy or sometimes you might be mm-hmm. a little bit darker. Cause you know, I was always made fun of, um, for being dark skinned and I didn't even realize that, um, you know, the whole concept of colorism when you're, you know, younger, you don't know what that means. But later on, I was like, Oh my gosh, um, you know, this is real. And, I think all of my friends, um, especially those who are really closest to me, they just knew that um, I care about a lot of things. But the one thing that people will always know I care about is I just care about black people. Um, And even, you know, in my thesis, we didn't really talk um, much about the topic, but um, I'm writing about um, African-American male athletes. Um, So I don't want to say too, too much, but that's, you know, (laughs) pretty much what my thesis talks about. And um, I decided that I wanted to get a degree um, in African American studies, because it's one thing to be black, it's one thing to love black people, but it's another thing when you have devoted years of your life to studying and understanding so many different things um, about us, and in being able to be a subject matter expert. That way you can really be involved and be able to have that credibility and have those seats at the table when it comes Mm -hmm. to policy, when it comes to education, when it comes to politics, when it comes to whatever it is, because I think that that's very necessary. Because a lot of people um, I've found over the years, especially as I went to grad school, are very lost. Um, Mm. There's so much information being thrown out at people and people are just saying things, but sometimes it's not necessarily credible. So, um, it's just, it's very, it's exciting to really be able to love um, the, your people enough that you pretty much devote every single day of your life in so many different fashions to being able to see a better place for them. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm getting ready to have a son and I want for his life and those, um, you know, my nieces and my nephews and, you know, my friends who haven't had kids yet, I want for all of their children to be able to have different experiences because that's what it's about. It's about moving the generations forward. Wow. Wow. So inspiring. Hopefully one day we get to not only hear about what this thesis was about, but hopefully in a book we get to read something about this in the future. Hopefully, hopefully. Absolutely. Um, So one thing of course that I mentioned earlier is that you are a founder and CEO at 26. That's amazing. A founder and CEO of your own company, Christina Canoe Consulting LLC. And as I was looking um, into that, I, you know, I realized, I see that it's a leadership um, consulting agency where you basically, exactly what you just said, you want to push leaders forward. Now, what, how in the world did you even get the 
idea to do this? I mean, where did this come from? Um, where did you get this inspiration from? Uh, let, let me know about this a little bit. Okay. Um, so the vision for um, Christina Canoe Consulting LLC, um, it came a couple years ago. So I really never saw myself as going into business. That just never was um, an idea that I had. And I remember when I first moved to Atlanta um, in 2014, I was having a conversation with my godmother and um, Will L. Harris, who I just absolutely adore. And we were talking about how a lot of people um, have always asked, you know, how is it that you do this? How is it that you do that? What are your thoughts on this? So pretty much my whole life I've been consulting. I just didn't know it at the time. Mm, And um, I decided, I said, you know, well, let me go ahead and start a website. So the website came first and that launched in um, December, 2014. And um, I started just writing different articles um, to kind of help people with different issues that they had going on in life and all of that. And then um, I decided, you know, I really want to officially start consulting because I'd started doing a little bit of work with it before, but I didn't, I wasn't at the place where I felt comfortable charging people for um, consultations. And mm-hmm. it started out as this kind of one-on-one consultations where I would help people with getting their priorities together, goal setting, um, planning for their businesses that they wanted to start. Um, sometimes, you know, working with different nonprofits on their just different initiatives. So then, um, At the end of 2015, that's when I really said, okay, you know what, Um, early 2016, I want to launch my company. So I did, you know, a lot of the research behind it, um, looked at, you know, what it would mean to have an actual company because a lot of the time people go into business, but they don't understand that, number one, you're putting a lot of your own money up up front, and number two, that it's not just you have a business and, okay, people are going to automatically be drawn to you. Mm So, um. In March 2007, excuse me, 2016, that is when I received, you know, my official, actually March 1st, um, 2017, I received, you know, my official paperwork from the state of Georgia, um, making it an official company. And um, it was crazy to me because I was, in, you know, in my 25th year of life. And um, I said, wow, you know, to be able to do this at such an early age is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the business is definitely grown um, because I started doing more than what I ever would have thought I would have been doing. Um, I worked um, last summer with um, a campaign in Atlanta as a consultant, and then now I'm working with another campaign um, in Atlanta this year also. Um, just, you know, being able to do some political consulting for, you know, when people are running campaigns. And um, just, you know, being able to help different people, sometimes with event consultations, where they're having an event and they might not, they might want to pick my brain about different ideas of things that they want to do, um, or working with, you know, small business owners um, in terms of developing strategies to really be able to help them um, be able to take their business to the next step. So... I love it. Um, you know, people kind of ask, well, what do you specialize in? And I, it's hard to answer that question because I do lots of different things. Um, and, you know, I have some very consistent clients and I have some clients where we might just work on one project together. But I remember, you know, it was crazy to me when I realized um, I can actually make money for this gift that I have. And it's a very awkward thing to say because some people, you know, they kind of just want to keep doing what they're doing, but not ever necessarily bringing, you know, about revenue. But, you know, 
I'm all about the black dollar. We need black businesses right. um, to be able to continue to grow into our community. So I love consulting. Um, my dream is to eventually one day to be able to just do that completely full time um, and just, you know, be able to completely sustain, you know, my life and everything like that just based on consulting. But um, it's my passion. It makes me happy. Um, I love my clients. I love the different experiences, even the ups and downs. I really um, am just blessed to be able to be a CEO because going back to what we said earlier, I love being able to do stuff that other people who, especially younger black girls, they can look and see wow, she's not that much older than me, and she was able to do this. Now I want to do something like that, too. Wow, that is, that's genuinely incredible. And I'm hoping that, you know, as listeners are listening to this, that they are inspired to take a shot, because that's really what it's all about. That's everything that you said is really the reason why I started this podcast. Um, I've also been you know, looking at my life and looking at my giftings and, and you know, of course, praying and, and just considering, yes. like, you know, who am I and what do I what do I have to bring to the table? How can I serve um, people? What is my purpose? Um, and and am I am I sleeping on my purpose? Am I sleeping on my dreams? Are my dreams dormant in me? And mm. realizing that they were and realizing, you know what, it's time to wake up. It's time to get up. You know, I, I'm, I'm called for this. I'm called to this generation. I'm called to now. I'm called to do great and amazing things. And um, yes, I'm young. Yes, you know, there are all these things that could uh, potentially hinder me from starting now. But, you know, why not now? I have the opportunity. There's tools. There are things available to me. So why not now? So I thought, you know what? I'm, not only do I want to go out at it alone, but I just want to inspire other young people to get up and go after it, take that shot, you know. So you know, don't be afraid of failure. So what? So what? You it may or may not. You never ever know. And I firmly believe the difference between one successful person or another successful person is one person decided to take a shot and go for it, exactly. and the other person did it. That's the only thing. That's literally what I genuinely believe um, makes one person um, quote unquote successful over um, another. Now, one thing I noticed about you is that you are very intentional, which is very unique because I don't see this a lot. Um, you're very intentional about celebrating your achievements. Um, you celebrated the first year of the launch of your business. You, you publicly celebrate your achievements. And then on top of that, not only do you celebrate you know, your achievements, but you go ahead and you celebrate other people's achievements. As well. <laughs> you make an effort not only to celebrate yourself, but to celebrate others. Why is celebration such, you know, a key of value in your life, you know, what, what, what is the inspiration behind this? Um, and before I even answer that question, I really love um, the concept behind um, your podcast of taking a shot because sometimes you literally, you just have to shoot your shot at life because you never know that, you know, the shot, it might land in the basket. It might land close to the basket. It might land mm -hmm. far away from the basket, but whenever you shoot your shot, at least you're taking that initiative and you're taking that drive and you're not, like you said, you know, just kind of being dormant because I believe and I tell my clients all of the time that when you're not doing something that is your gift, you are hindering somebody else's blessing because there's yes. somebody in the world who yes. they need, they need that. So there's people yes. who definitely, they need your podcast and they might not necessarily, um, 
you know, call you every time and, you know, say, oh, my God, I just listened and this just moved me. But you have to be encouraged because there's a lot of silent people who are doing a lot of things and this is keeping them going. So I just wanted to touch on that. Oh, thank you so much. You're thank so you. Um, I'm just I love celebrations about everything. Um, all of my best friends, they know that I am very weird. So I love <laughs> dates in the sense of, okay, on March 1st, this happened on October, whatever this happened. Right. Um, I, I love, you know, being able to, you know, reflect on different things. Um, so I found that, especially on social media, that we love to talk about all of the negative things going on, Mm -hmm. um, all of the bad things. And sometimes it can just be very gloomy and it can be not encouraging and it can just feel like, you know, what is my purpose in life if all I'm ever seeing are negative things? Um, And so I, you know, have always been the type of if something good happens in my life, it's not necessarily just for me. Um, it's for other people, and it's used to serve as a tool of encouragement. Um, so I'm going to share those different things so that way other people can be encouraged. Um, and especially, you know, once I moved to Atlanta and I wasn't, you know, always around the people who I'm closest with, um, I wanted to be able to share with them um, what my journey looked like and what was kind of going on and different things like that. So when I do reach, you know, anniversaries such as you know, with my website or with my business or just different personal milestones, um, whether it's an opportunity to speak somewhere or um, someone did an interview with me or whatever the case may be, I'm going to post about it because I think that it's important for people to be able to see those things um, Mm -hmm. and see, um, you know, people who are tangible to them. And what I mean by tangible to them, like if, you know, I love Beyonce to pieces. And when Beyonce does a lot of wonderful things, we're all going to know about it. But Beyonce is not tangible to all of us because we can't just call her and say, A-O-B, you know, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, But to be able to see people from your community, people you went to high school with or you went to college with or people that you know um, doing wonderful things because it makes it more real for you. Um, So a lot of, it's so funny because some people say, well, you know, it makes it seem like you never have a bad day. And I'm like, no, because I'm also very intentional um, about saying that I might not necessarily post every single moment about my bad day or whatever, because I have people who I can call and vent to about that. Right. Um, which is important. <laughs> which is very, very, very important. Um, but in celebrating other people, I get so much joy um with celebrating the achievements of other people because there's a lot of people who they don't feel like anybody cares or notices the things that they're doing and that they're doing these awesome things, but nobody sees it. So especially, you know, with my mentees, um, I have a a lot of them, 20 plus of them. I just kind of stopped keeping Wow. Um, so I call them, you know, my Christina kids or my canoe kids. I absolutely love them. So when I see them doing things, I feel like a proud mom all of the time when wow. um, they start their business or they graduate from college or they become president of whatever, or they did something that might not seem big to other people, but it was huge for them, such as, you know, mm-hmm. public speaking or whatever, because it's important to applaud people because I live my life believing that you give people their roses when they're alive. Um, yeah. You don't wait until people die or until people are in a bad situation or until um, or the opposite of it, giving people their roses once you see everybody else giving them their roses, because that's something that I experienced um, a couple years ago is as I started doing a lot of really um, exciting things, more people wanted to congratulate me for those things. But when I first started out, it was kind of like, oh, well, 
you know, I don't really care to tell her that I look up to her or that, you know, she inspires me. Um, so it's just important to just celebrate people. And I also, I don't wait for, I'm a very excited person. Um, I don't wait for other people to say, Christina, good job on that. Um, mm. Because I think before you can, you know, expect or even want for anybody to congratulate you on your things, you should internally be proud of you. And the celebration going on with you should be, you know, should surpass those other people because that is your journey and you can't expect for everyone to be excited for the things that you did and you achieved. Wow. That's so good. So, so good. Now, um, what advice do you have for those people, you know, plus people under you? That's so amazing that you're pouring into people and that you have people pouring into you. Such a healthy balance that I definitely feel um, is important for us, especially as millennials now to have, is to have people pouring into us, but also as we're learning, as we're growing, to be pouring back into other people as well. So kudos to you. I absolutely love that. Um but what advice do you have for those people that are listening to this right now and have this idea, but they're kind of scared, you know, they're, what are people going to think about me? You know, uh, is anybody going to listen? Is anybody going to read the book? Is anybody going to listen to the podcast? Is anybody uh-huh. you know, going to watch the movies? Is anybody going to, you know, what advice would you give to them? Treat them like a canoe kid right yeah. now. <laughs> um, what I would say to those people who are um, a little, you know, leery of getting started, you have to start somewhere. Um, You don't, it doesn't, everything isn't going to be grand from the beginning. You're not going to always have, you know, 500 listeners on the first, you know, call or, you know, 6,000 viewers or a million people following you, but you have to start somewhere Um, Mm -hmm. because once you start, there's always room for improvement. But if you don't start from anywhere, you'll never know because there, there won't be room for improvement because you don't have a starting place. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, especially, you know, with my company, um, I was a little nervous. Like, you know, are people really going to reach out to me? Like, is this going to, you know, be able to make any bit of money? Um, are people going to take me serious? And I remember when I started getting, you know, checks or people were sending me like paid invoices and all of those things. And I said, wow, this thing is really real. So you just have to go ahead and you have to start from somewhere. You have to also get rid of that doubt um, that's in your mind of uh, can't do this. You have to speak affirming thoughts to yourself. You have to really believe and be very positive that you have the ability to do whatever it is that you want to do. And you have to also um, get rid of the people in your life who they speak doubt into your life, the people who are Mm -hmm. skeptical about everything. Um, When I decided that I wanted to launch um, my company, um, I only told a handful of people. So Mm -hmm. even people who are really, really close to me, they didn't know until maybe a couple of minutes before I posted about it. I tried to, um, I I move a lot in silence. A lot of people rarely ever know what my next step is going to be. And it's not because um, I'm that private. It's just Mm -hmm. that because I don't want for other people to serve as distractions or to get in the way of my blessings or to get in the way of the things I'm supposed to do. So sometimes you have to shoot that shot and you're not going to have a whole gym full of people watching you. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm able to shoot the shot and then afterwards invite the people to let them know, well, you know, I'm, I decided that I want to do a podcast. Because what will happen sometimes is people don't interfere before. So, well, are you sure? Like, who's going to listen? Like, that's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a million other podcasts. Or, mm-hmm. really, oh, you want to blog? Like, a million people blog. Like, are people really going to read yours? Or, oh, you want to start a company, too? Why do you want to, like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be all of those different things. And I um, am very close with a lot of young entrepreneurs. So people who are, you know, maybe... 35 and under who have really done marvelous things um, and they're still young and they had to go through the seasons of um, doubt and they had to go through the seasons of not really having a lot of support. So not everything's going to be glamorous, but you'll, you'll really start to see the different benefits. And next thing you know, um, a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, you'll really be able to look back at and say, you know, I remember when there was only one consistent person who listened to my podcast. Now there's 10,000. But you never would have gotten to the 10,000 if you would have never started with the one. So that's kind of the advice that I would say, you know, really just seek mentorship and reach out to people who have done the things before you because they'll be able to um, – you know, if you want to blog, talk to some experienced bloggers. If you want to do a podcast, talk to some people who have done podcasts before. If you want to start a business, talk to people who have done those things before. And don't necessarily um, think that you have to wait until you're in a more established place. One of my um, mentees, she said, you know, I want to start a business, but I want to wait a couple of years to do it. Like, I want, let me finish college. Let me finish this. And I said, well, why not now? Because all of this time that you're letting go by, there's more and more people who are doing the things that you're doing and they're profiting from it when you could have also been in the game before. Absolutely. So that's to everyone who's listening, you know, that was my Christina kid moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm taking so much of your time, but I'm just no, enjoying, enjoying this conversation. There's one more thing I want to ask you before I move on to the next question. Um, really, really, uh, stirred me up you um one thing that you said was you move in silence so you don't even there's certain people in your life when you are launching out into your business or launching out into whatever venture that you you kept you were you were silent silent about it um Mm -hmm. speak to when you're starting out um having to you know let go even of some of the people in your life that you hold near and dear, but who no longer serve you, who actually speak negatively into your dreams yeah. and positively. And, and this many people you, you love and adore and love you and adore you, but they just aren't quite there as far as understanding that, you know, you're moving in a new dimension and now you're moving into your role as an entrepreneur. And they don't see that yet because they don't see themselves as that yet. And speak to that. I know how do you deal with that? How do you let that go? How, how do you, how does one process that? It's very difficult at times because um, I'm blessed to have a lot of people who really love and care about me and I care about so many different people. Um, But those who are closest to me and those who are authentic, they've always understood that there's just a certain calling on my life to do certain things. So, which means they're not always going to be able to be the center of my universe. And I Mm. say that, but those who are, am really close with, they'll always say, regardless of the thousand things that you have going on, you still remember things such as my birthday or that I'm getting ready Mm. to be in a play or I'm getting ready to do this, or I'm getting ready to do that. And you still reach out. But sometimes you have to understand that in different seasons of your life, not everybody can play a role where they are front and center and watching. Um, some people, they have to be a couple stands higher up. Some people, they can't, um, 
you know, always talk to you for three hours a day. I love talking on the phone. So, you know, I can, if I get on the phone with one of my girlfriends, we can literally be on the phone for three hours and just, you know, not have even realized the time went by, but sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to pull back when you are really striving for your dreams because you just, time becomes even more important. And sometimes some people, you have to place them in certain categories in your life where they might be the people that you go to brunch with or that you shop with or that you um, hang out with, you know, once a year or twice a year or whatever the case may be. Um, They might not necessarily be able to be your everyday companion because of the different things that you're, you're in a different place in life. And it can be so difficult because we always want to take, you know, mom, and sometimes this even happens with family. Um, my little sister, Lucy, she goes to ODU and she will always laugh and say that sometimes, you know, I feel like I have to share my sister with the whole entire world. Wow. Um, she's the nearest and dearest thing to my life. Um, so sometimes you just really have to take that step back. And people who love you, they will understand and they will support you. Those who they were never supposed to be in your life anyways, they'll just fall off. Um, mm-hmm. And even, you know, for the most part, that my circle of people always stays very um, consistent. And sometimes there will be seasons where other people will kind of come in and then they might leave. And it might be absolutely heartbreaking, um, but you just have to, you have to keep it moving. You really do. Um, and sometimes it can be very just difficult conversation to have. And it's never anything where you, you just say to a person that I just don't have time for you in my life anymore. But if you have a goal, um, sometimes it's going to just take, you know, being private. And like I said, a lot of the reason why I don't tell everybody about everything going on, because I like to make sure that a thing is definite first. Mm-hmm. Um, before I announce it. Um, and it, like before, when I got into grad school, I didn't tell a whole lot of people I was applying for it. Once I got the acceptance letter, then I announced it was my business. Mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. everything was set in stone, then I announced it because sometimes we, we speak too early. And that's, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That's so important that we get that, especially in this age of social media. It's really yeah. important that we get some things you just put on the hush, put on the, on the back burner. Don't, don't, I, I know from an African family, coming from an African family, myself not being Nigerian, it, our, our family, my, my mother, my father always taught me, you know, keep the family business the family business. Keep, yeah. You know, keep things private. So I took that and I learned, you know, there's some things that, you know, some people that I share things with, there's some people that I don't share things with it. But when it comes to social media or, you know, publicly broadcasting my personal life, I just make sure, you know, this thing, I'm praying through it. Um, yes. I'm, you know, going to the people, I look up to the people who are my um, mentors, and I'm speaking to them about it. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on it, I'm holding on so I feel that relief, so I feel that peace about finally saying, okay, now is the right time to go ahead and, 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 and you know, put that, broadcast that to the whole world. And, and I feel like that's so important because sometimes, you know, like you said, when you first start out or you first have an idea, you're so vulnerable, you know, you still yes. have doubt. You still I'm have those, vulnerable. Um, yeah, so it's like if, if people, you know, come and, you know, and then you speak on things too soon and people come and they come with their, their doubts and their insecurities and then they put that on you and all of a sudden you're doubting yourself. All of a sudden you're doubting even more than you were before. And all of a sudden you, you find yourself saying, you know what? 
what? No, I, I'm going to push that back. I'm, I'm not going to go. Where you really may be missing a window of opportunity by taking your shot now. So uh, thank you so much for that, sharing that wisdom. I really feel like it's important that we definitely learn to timing, the timing of the broadcasting things, the timing of, you know, moving in silence, the timing of releasing information. All of that is key and critical. Uh, again, I, I want to wrap things up here. But um, earlier on, you talked about before, you know, grad school being the most difficult thing in your life. But now you're expecting a bundle of joy. Your baby boy um, is coming up. And you mentioned this is uh, now a more difficult you know, time in your life. But the one thing that I was in, honestly and truthfully inspired by was the statement that you made. You said, I'm looking for, or you were talking, you, I believe you were talking about, you know, the launch of your business, so you were actually uh-huh. celebrating your business. And you said, I'm looking forward to year two as I continue to grow my business, cell phone in one hand and baby in another. And <laughs> to me, it just said, she is still determined and she <laughs> is not going to let up. No matter what happens, she's going to move forward. She knows purpose. And no matter what happens, got that vibe. I got that sense from you. <laughs> so I wanted you to kind of speak to um, younger women out there who may be facing, whether it's um, facing their own younger from having a bundle of joy themselves or another situation or opportunity that they, you know, were not expecting, I don't even kind of speak to them, you know, and, 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 and how did you process this? How did you um, have pull this strength from? When did it, where yeah. did this strength and determination come from to say, I'm going to keep going and you will see, I will be successful. I will still be number one. I will still go to my dreams and you will still see my name, Christina. Like, yeah. Can you speak to that young lady? Yeah. Um. Well, one of the things is that, um, and I'm very transparent, um, having a baby right now is not um, a part of, you know, my my plan. Um, That was not something that I decided that, hey, you know, I'm going to get pregnant today (laughs) Um, because I saw myself in a completely, when I saw what this year was going to look like for me, um, it was more so that I was going to be finishing school. I was going to be going off to get my Ph.D., um, also in African-American studies, you know, continuing business, like continuing this, just, you know, you know, enjoying my 20s, traveling, doing all of that stuff. That's kind of how mm-hmm. I saw my life. Um, mm-hmm. But then when I did get pregnant, I really had to ask myself, you know, some some very difficult questions um such as you know am i ready for this can can i handle this do i feel like i will be able to do all of what it is that i need to do and um i have a very you know beautiful relationship with god because he knows me well and um just understands me and god simply um said yes you will and you're going to do. And I really, I live my life by, you know, Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans that I have for you. So mm-hmm. even when things kind of um, get not so much messed up, because like I said, I don't have any regrets in life, but when things, my, my the plans I had for myself kind of alter, I never trust that whatever happened was not a part of my life. 
So, um, you know, early on in my because I didn't really announce my pregnancy publicly to people until December. Those close to me, I slowly started to tell them. But even then, I was very selective about it. You know, I was going through my first trimester, and anyone who's been pregnant before knows that that's a very difficult time. Um, you're, it's a very vulnerable time because um, anything can happen, um, mm-hmm. and the chances of miscarriage are so high. But I was, you know, working on my thesis, nauseated as I don't know what, very tired, but still going to work, still seeing clients, still doing everything that I needed to do. Um, and I, my son as my absolute motivation, and he is something that I never, I knew I always wanted to be a mother, and I've always been extremely maternal. Um, a lot of people have always called me, you know, like their mom or mama canoe. But um, he is my driving force for everything that I do. And um, I was very intentional in that post by saying, you know, having, you know, baby in one hand and a cell phone in the other, because just because you have a baby doesn't mean that your life stops. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that all of your goals and all of your dreams and the things that you are working on, that they just kind of get pushed to the side. And I've seen that happen with so many mothers where, they had all of these aspirations and then their baby comes and they put those aspirations in a box and um, they just kind of disappear. And their only role is as mom. Um, granted, that's the most important role, but that's their only role. And I said, I don't want that to be me. Um, I really, um, I, I'm going to be the first woman that like my son, he's going to, um, his notion of what a black woman is going to be is going to be like his first notion of it will be on who his mother is and mm. it was for him to see that you know black women can do everything that they want to do there's nothing that ever stops us i'm still going to mm. continue to do business i'm still going to be able to chase my dreams um yes i'm going to have to kind of take a couple steps back especially you know when i first have the baby because i want to be able to enjoy every single moment with my son but I don't necessarily, you know, want to become a ghost and not be the person who I thought it was. I would hate for my son when he's older and, um, you know, people tell him different things about me for him to say, well, what happened? Where did that Christina Canoe go? You know, yeah. who was she? Um, I want it to be a continuation. So I tell my mom all the time who always laughs that, like, I'm being the, one of the gifts that someone gave me at my baby shower was one of the little baby carriers where, you know, the baby can, you know, be at the front of you. And I still plan on having meetings and taking him to different meetings and exposing him to all of those things so that way he can understand the possibility of it. And what I will say to, um, young girls who are struggling with that because they feel like my life is ruined and Mm -hmm. I can't go on anymore is yes, you can. Um, Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Um, That doesn't mean that you're not going to be judged. It doesn't mean that um, everything is going to be roses because, you know, pregnancy is a very emotional and spiritual journey where you're really mm-hmm. learning more about yourself. You know, your body's changing, you're very hormonal, days you feel really down, some days you feel really up, like you feel a lot of different things, but you can do everything. Um, absolutely everything that you want to do, you're going to be able to do it. And um, your your son or your daughter, they're going to look at you and that you're going to be their hero because of the fact that you were able to do all of those different things. And I encourage, you know, just young moms to always, you know, because there's a lot of women who are, you know, I was encouraged by them. There's women younger than me who have had kids, and they've mm. still been doing great things. Right. Um, 
and really just being able to have positive people in your ear um, because when people found out I was pregnant, a lot of people, they felt more so upset because they felt like, oh, my God, we're going to lose her. She's not going to be able to do all of these wonderful things. Like, no, like, what are we going to do? And mm-hmm. I, feel, I mean, I don't know who y'all think you're losing because I'm still here. Right. Um, so getting rid of people who don't necessarily feel who don't have your best interest at heart and who, um, who doubts you. Um, because mm-hmm. I think that especially as black women, we have been through so much. Um, and you know, if black women, you know, were able to be enslaved and still, you know, have such good character and to really be able to just do all of these wonderful things, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to have a baby, finish school, continue doing business and being great. There's absolutely no reason um, for that. So that's what I would say to that. Thank you for saying that. I really hope that somebody out there listening finds it's just at the right time and they're really, really inspired by it. Um, Now, looking down the road, what do you want your legacy to be? When When you're gone, what do you want your legacy to say about you? Um. I think about this question a lot because um, I always tell people, you know, think about what you want your legacy to be so that way you can plan your steps of how you go about doing different things and how you live your life. I really just want to be known as a person who absolutely loved people, wanted to help people, wanted to grow people, wanted to push people, and wanted to be that catalyst in the lives of those who didn't know how to, you know, which direction that they were going in. Um, I really want to be known for someone who absolutely loved Black people 365 days a year, 366 Mm. in a leap year, Um, and really (laughs) was, you know, that leader, that force, that change agent. Um, I want to be known as, you know, a a wonderful mother. Um, I hope that, you know, my son and any other children that I may have, um, that they just know when they look at their mom, they see strength and they see resilience Mm. and they see a real person. Um, I don't, a lot of people call me superwoman. And when they say that, you know, I accept it with a compliment, but I'm human too. So, Mm. you know. I cry. I have blood that comes out of my veins. Um, I have my moments where I don't necessarily have the best character. Um, I'm a real person, too. So really understanding that, you know, she was strong, she was resilient, but she was also human, too. And just someone who treated every single day as an opportunity um, to just go out and to do wonderful things. Just a a good person. Um, I would hope that I was able, that God would present me with the opportunity to touch so many different people and so many different ways throughout my whole lifetime. So that's the kind of legacy I would like to leave. Oh, wow. Well, that's an awesome legacy. And I look forward to seeing as you continue to grow, as your business, as your life continues to grow and thrive. Again, again, I'm humbled. I'm honored that you would even take the time out of your day to to listen and be questioned by a little old me. I, I oh, no, you it. are fine. Definitely yeah. not little old you. This is wonderful. <laughs> this is definitely it seems if if I didn't know that you just started, I would have thought that you've been doing this for a while. Oh wow, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. That's a great compliment. Mm-hmm. Now tell tell my listeners where where can we find you? Where can we we want to keep up? We want to stalk you. We want to see your <laughs> progress. Where can we find you? Um, so people can find me at www.christinacanoe.com. That's where there's different articles that I write about. Um, 
And then also in terms of if you're interested in my different consulting services or having me speak at an event or on a panel, um, all of that information is there. Um, you can email me, which I love, at info at ChristinaCanoe.com. Um, you can follow me on social media at Twitter at Miss Canoe, M-I-S-S-K-A-N-U, and same on Instagram. And my Twitter and my Instagram are both public, so you can you can see it all. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the main places where people can find me. And then if you really, really, really want to find me also um, and you want to go that extra step, you want to be my friend on Facebook, it's just Christina Canoe. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Christina. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And I hope we do this again. I look forward to hopefully doing this again. Yes. After after being born and after you know uh, companies thriving and all of that, I definitely want you to come back around as my yes, first interview. So my here. listeners, yeah, my listeners can know. Look, it happened. She said it. She did it. Um, she is one awesome woman, and you can be too. So thank you so much, Christina. Hi, hello, welcome back. I just wanted to jump back on here to say thank you. If you listen to this whole episode, I wanted to say thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this. It always means the entire world to me. And not only that, I hope that as you listen to it, that you really felt inspired, that you really felt motivated, not only to take a shot, but not to give up. I hope that you felt inspired to know that you are not alone in taking your your shot. There are other people out there just like you, hungry, determined, and will not let anything get in the way of them pursuing purpose and pursuing their dreams. Again, I'm your girl, Amemjo. Emma, hey, listen, let me know how did this podcast affect you? What inspired you? What were the notes that you took? What were your thoughts? Share them with me at Amemjo. Emma, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. I'm on there. Let me know. And then also take that extra step. Follow me. Visit my website, mmjoyemma.com. Um, you can contact me on there as well as look at some blogs, some articles that I've written on my website. Again, thank you so much for listening. I'm your girl, Mmjoyemma, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye-bye.